0: Well, hello everybody, welcome back to the Living With Power Hope Podcast. My name is Lena Abujamra, and I am so pumped to have you back on the podcast. It is uh, fun to be with you. Uh, we are going through a leadership edition of the podcast, and we are about halfway through it. Uh, today, we are gonna focus on a topic that too many leaders are familiar with. You're gonna see in a second. But before we hit it, let me just remind you that uh, You can subscribe to the podcast and get it in your uh, inboxes and and reminders on your podcast pretty regularly. Just go to livingwithpower.org slash podcasts. We'd also love to hear from you, so you can always leave us messages at lina at Uh, livingwithpower.org. Livingpower.org is the ministry that runs this podcast, and we've got tons of resources for you to take advantage of, so we'd love for you to stop there. And uh, in the meantime, uh, just get ready to get your hope on the full. We are going to fill up with hope this uh, week. We're going to talk about battling burnout. And burnout is a huge problem for leaders, and for humans in general, but particularly for leaders. And we're going to look at uh, uh, the secret sauce, so to speak, that Jesus had. Uh, that even though he um, had just three years of ministry, they, I would say they were packed in ministry, more than most people accomplished in their lifetime. Uh, and then, um, of course, ended up in... Uh, the most amazing uh, peak, uh, of which to us, you go, what? What's amazing about the cross? Uh, well, from a human perspective, it doesn't sound amazing, except that it was our ticket to heaven. His dying on the cross is how uh, we are given life. Still, uh, he never burnt out. He never wanted to quit. He never looked for a way out. So here's Jesus who uh, started um christianity and by the way christianity did not start in the year 2000 i mean that's when it was called christianity but following uh god and the promise of the coming messiah is an old testament concept as well Uh, but in the new testament this the gospels is the story of jesus so the old testament is the prediction of the coming the prophecy of the coming of jesus And then there's the the life of Jesus, the Gospels, and then Acts is the early church and leading into uh, the epistles and the rest of the New Testament, which really talks about how to be a Christian. And so so Jesus, again, just a a very... Uh, turning point in history you say how so well think about it we even to this day we think about the year 2020 AD and that uh, marker AD and BC is really in relation to Jesus so when you think about Jesus as the greatest leader of all times uh I'm not just saying that for you know just to give this strength to the podcast I'm saying this is it's true and um If you're a follower of Jesus, then I I think you uh, can see why uh, Jesus was a great leader. And we're sort of uh, looking through different leadership principles and particularly focusing on the life of Jesus in those principles. And uh, so many of the uh, principles that we've picked up have been unconventional and really different than the strategies of the world. And and you might look at them sometimes and go, I'm not sure this is going to work. And yet, uh, tried and true. And uh, many men and women who have followed the same strategies for uh, leadership and life have found them to be amazingly true in their life as well, and freeing more so than true, freeing. And if you're going to last as a leader, if you're going to have a healthy, robust leadership over time, uh, then you've got to learn how to battle burnout. And so, I want to, uh, you know, Jesus had a secret to battle burnout, and we see it pop up a lot in, in Scripture, in the Gospels. I want to read you Luke five sixteen, and uh, I can, I guess, I could read you a couple of verses before that. Uh, He heals a leper is, is the context. He's, he's basically called, you know, he's in in the beginning of his ministry where he's calling disciples and, and he's starting to grow his leadership and, and, uh, Immediately, you know, he, he meets this leper, the leprosy leaves him and he charges him not to tell anyone. And then verse 15, but now even more, the report about him went abroad and great crowds gathered to hear him and to be healed of their infirmities. So when Jesus heals the leper, he goes on and tells everybody like he can't help himself. And because of it, word was spreading that Jesus was healing people. And so his ministry was growing again, humanly, just an amazing um thing was happening and most of uh, especially people who are in ministry but really any kind of business that you're in if you own your own business it's the stuff of dreams i mean you dream of a ministry that explodes and breakthrough and most of us pray for that god let me reach more people help me to see more fruit for the labor that i'm doing and uh and and often you know you wonder how did jesus react to that Uh, well we get the secret in verse 16 of luke 6. Uh, it says uh luke 5 uh, verse 16 but he would withdraw to desolate places and pray. Okay, that was Jesus's secret. Uh, by the way, that brought me to mind something because I want to talk about this concept of of withdrawing uh, to refill yourself. That's how you battle burnout, really. But I want to, I want to read you, uh, sort of keep to mind, John chapter four, where uh, it says this in verses one through, uh, I don't know, five or six. When Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus was making and baptizing more disciples than John, he left you say okay so in john 4 um G- G- john the baptist has been the superstar and everybody's sort of following him and he's kind of a leader in his own right and things are going great except he's a unique leader he's sort of out of the box and, and 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 then all of a sudden jesus comes on the scene and john points everybody to jesus and now because jesus is healing everybody and doing these awesome things everybody goes to jesus and so the word on the street was well john was great but jesus is better which is true which was the message of John, you know, I, I, he's the one, I'm not the one. But still, it's got a sting, you know, I mean, you, so Jesus hears this. Now, again, Jesus is the son of God, and his whole point is to grow a ministry. Uh, actually, that's not his point. His point was to go to the cross, but he was to, to tell people uh, the truth. I mean, that, you know, his heart, the heart of Christianity is to spread the good news of the gospel. And so so you, you might look at it from a human perspective and say, well, great. I wonder how Jesus would react when he learns that the Pharisees were making more in essence of Jesus than they were of John. They were like, he's the guy you gotta go to him. See how did how did Jesus handle that? Well, in John chapter four, he left Judea, departed for Galilee, and he goes and meets with a Samaritan woman. So it's just this concept of, 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 of not kowtowing to the crowd. We see Jesus do that again and again. But the pattern where we started in chapter five, uh, verse sixteen, this this pattern of he would withdraw apart by himself to pray, Alright? That is a huge pattern, and I believe that is the heart of why Jesus never uh, burnt out. He really never burnt out. And uh, by the way, the reason that he was able to get through Calvary was because of Gethsemane. And uh, you study that night in the garden uh, where Jesus met with the Father, and you will see radical, um, uh, a radical turning point for him to be able to go and, and endure all that he did at the cross. So, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna lay into this pattern here a little, Uh, how do you battle burnout? Maybe you are battling burnout today. Maybe you feel like the weight of the world is on your shoulders and you just cannot escape it. You don't know how to breathe. Uh, here's first thought for today. The reason Jesus never burned out is that he built regular margin in his life, right? He built margin in his life. You see, what is margin? Purely speaking, margin is the space between myself and my limits, all right? You can only do so much. You're a human. And if you're a mom, I'm sure you've said this to your kids this week. I'm just one human. I can only do so much. My mom has said that to me. I hear my sister saying it. I've felt it in my life. I have probably said it to the walls. I live alone. But but, but it's true. We all have um, only so much in terms of what we have limits. But in order to create breathing space. You have to have margin between yourself and your limits. You can't run at your limits all the time. You can get away with it. Like if you were, remember being a student, you could get away with it finals week. Sleep little, study hard, push yourself for a week. But if you know college kids or high school kids, what happens the day after the last final? They crash and they'll sleep for 24 hours if you let them, okay? It's crazy, you need to catch back up because they're burnt out at the end of the week. But you can't live like that because in real life you can't just push, 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 and then what? And most of us don't get the luxury of saying, "I'm gonna take the next week off and veg and watch TV the whole week." I used to do that in college. I would come home for the holidays and just sit and watch TV. I mean, back before we had social media, I mean, we just would veg, and uh, uh, so I guess it's like Netflix today, but. Whatever it is, that is not reality for most adults. And if you are in a leadership role in your church, if you're a pastor and you're listening, you're like, man, how do you, how do you build margin? And, and, and this is what I love about looking at Jesus as the model, because nobody was busier than Jesus. And I think the first excuse that comes to mind is I don't have time for margin. The, you don't have time not to have margin. See, you're going to be forced to have margin one way or the other. It's, if you don't build in margin, it's going to erode your soul. And eventually, you're going to crack. And you're not going to be the leader that you want to be. And so you may, you might think, well, I can do this. It, guys in their 20s and 30s like, you know, I got this. I, I can run faster than any guy. I can run longer than any guy. But eventually, you're going to get worn joints. Your knees are going to start crackling. And before you know you're going to need a knee replacement. I mean, it's, it's just life. You can't function at that pace forever. So margin is necessary emotionally and physically for optimum health. Classic example of somebody who didn't have a lot of margin and then caved is elijah you know could argue like, well, he might have had margin. He had three years of famine where he just floated around. No, he was, first there was a, a famine and then he was living by a river and then he was with a widow. And if you've ever spent time visiting somebody's house, it's not always free time. You have to be, you know, certain way you have to show up for breakfast and have small talk and stuff. So, so again, I, I don't know. I don't want to get into the Old Testament story of Elijah because it is one of my favorites, but the point is he cracked eventually. And so, uh, and, 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 and every one of us will have that breakdown if, we don't build in margin here. Here's what I've observed is if you're walking in God's will and you're serving the Lord, he will force margin into your life. If you're not building it in, he'll do it in a number of different ways. I've seen him do it in mine. And it's an act of grace when he does that. I've seen those seasons where God will force margin on my life as as signs of his disfavor. Like, why is God pulling back? Why isn't he giving me blessings that I want? When in reality, he's blessing me above and beyond because he's given me margin. Now, what if we just built that in like Jesus did on a regular basis so that we constantly were in his presence, the presence of the Father, so that we didn't get to the place where we absolutely needed it, where it was built into our life? See, margin is built when we don't allow ourselves to get to the point of empty and the only place that you and I will fill up our souls is in the presence of the father again it goes back to developing this lifestyle of uncommon community as I record this podcast I drove my car home from church today and I'm telling you guys I am driving on fumes I say am I'm not driving this minute but because I haven't filled it yet and I was thinking as I pulled into my driveway my friend was with me and she left and I thought you know, I'm not sure I'm going to have enough gas to turn it back on to take it to the gas station. There is, I mean, the light is just, just came on, but like, but why do you, you you know, that feeling when you're driving on the highway, you don't know where the next exit is and you're on empty and you can't stand it. And you know, you're fine until it hits that light. And then, you know, you got another 40 miles, but, but you know, in the gas tank, supposedly a little bit more than that, but, but your heart, like it it can't help it. You start getting all tense, tense, like, oh my gosh, am I going to find a gas station? Am I going to, and who wants to live that way? I can't drive that way all the time. Like, it's not fun. And so um, that's what building margin is about. So the reason Jesus never burnt out is that he built regular margin in his life. It It's not always convenient to build and maintain margin, but it's necessary and intentional. And I would even go far to say, it shows that you trust the Father. The concept of Sabbath comes to mind. I'm used to, I'm a doctor. I'm used to working on Sabbath. And, and I've been more and more convicted that, There has to be an absolute Sabbath and I'm working on it. I'm telling you, it it is an issue of trust. When you work, you make money. When you don't work, you don't make money. And it can become so um, easy to want to see that income that you just figure, well, I'm helping people. Yeah, but don't you trust? Again, it's a trust, I'm I'm being open with you here. It's a trust issue. And and the more we trust God, the more we're able to say, all right, God, you rested on the seventh day and I'm gonna give that day and trust you the outcome. And on and on and on. So, um, so this, this model, how do you want to battle burnout? Well, first, get margin going in your life uh, to spend with the Father. That's the point of margin. I mean, when you have enough margin, there's time to enjoy yourself and read a fun book and watch a movie and do the things that you want to be doing. But, but the primary goal of margin to rejuvenate your soul in the Lord. Here's a second. The reason Jesus never burnt out is that he had a strong sense of his Father's love for him. He knew he was loved by the Father. We see it throughout his life. And, um, nothing will free your soul to live out your calling, like living out of a sense of being fully loved. All right. I am convinced that if you wake up and sense and know God's love for you, which we all know in Christ on the cross, but there's even a daily moment by moment knowledge. Okay. Yeah. He died for me, but he, I mean, not, okay. Yeah. I don't mean minimize. I'm just saying like, it's more than that. It's you're a child of the father. He loves you. And enough that he died for you, but he's engaged in your everyday life and leadership. And now, this moment, you're, ta- you're listening to my voice, but God cares about you. And he led you to this podcast for a reason. And he might have been trying to get a message across to you. And he still wants you to hear it. And he lovingly protects you and, and, and gives you his grace and sustains you. And, and there's such freedom in knowing that you're loved by the Father. By the way, the chastening of the Lord is a sign of his love. And maybe you're being chastened, and maybe you need to be chastened, and 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 again, part of God's love. Nothing will sustain you through your pain like knowing how deeply loved you are by your Father. Um, there are seasons in my life where I've doubted God's love, and, uh, and those are there been the hardest, serious se- seasons in my life. Honestly, I have found that that as I've talked to various people and 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 gotten counsel and and try to get back to a place of healing that at the heart of every point of pain in my life is a crisis in believing that God loves me and Satan will do his best to try to get us to believe that God doesn't love us and there's nothing further from the truth and so how do you how do you get a sense of God's love well you spend time with him you quiet your soul to hear him his voice you read read through the psalms meditate on scripture read less meditate more Breathe in, breathe out. Quiet yourself. Build margin. You can't do that if you're busy. See why we burn out? We're overcommitted, overstretched. We don't have time for quiet. You'll do your re- Bible reading, but but it's not. God isn't looking for us to read a chapter a day. What does it matter to Him? What He's looking for is you spending time with Him, and that takes a few minutes to unwind, to quiet down, to ask God. God, I'm here. Speak, Lord. Your servant hears. And I've developed some spiritual exercises of just quieting down the noise in my head and I'm working to grow in that area because I need it. And I believe, here's here's what I believe. In an era like now where social media is bombarding our thoughts, you can't turn off the noise in your head. More than ever, we need to train ourselves in the spiritual discipline of silence and solitude and, and Sabbath and quiet and rest. Nothing will build your sense of being loved by God like spending time with him and his word quieting your soul, and leaning into what he has to say. So you want to battle burnout? Build regular margin in your life. Get a strong sense of your father's love for you. Write down a few verses on his love for you and meditate on them and memorize them. Read them every day. Chew on them. Let them be the only thing you read until you're convinced that your name is written in the palms of his hands and that he uh, will never leave you nor forsake you. And then lastly, the reason Jesus never burnt out is that he sometimes was willing to say no. My favorite example of that, Mark 1, 35 to 39. I think I mentioned this passage earlier in the leadership series where rising very early in the morning while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place and there he prayed. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him and they found him and said to him, everyone's looking for you. And he said to them, let us go on to the next town that I may preach there also, for that is why I came out. So he says no. I'm not going back there. It was a great opportunity, but he said no. Why? Because it wasn't the best. It wasn't his father's will for him. Few things are as important as saying no. Even when everyone wants you to say yes, all right? This is critical. There are times the whole world will want you to say yes, but you know, your father wants you to say no, and you follow your father's voice. There is a price for every yes, and it will cost you your soul. If you're not careful, the only way to know when to say yes. And when to say no is to live on mission. And get your orders from the lord okay if you're following the cues of the culture it, now again there's room for wise counsel but i'm telling you generally speaking as you seek god and as you seek people's counsel generally speaking you're going to move in that same direction i've found so uh, it's okay to say no be free to say no in fact the only way to build margin is to learn to say no and uh and, uh, and, and do it not because, man, I'm so burnt out, I just need a day off. No, because if you're living in a state of health and margin, you're not burnt out, then you know when you say no, it's because it's not the right thing for now. And uh, I, I tell you, the Lord has protected me with no's that I wasn't strong enough to say no to. You know, like there's opportunities that I would have said yes to but God has just closed the door. And I've looked at it as rejection, but it's really been as an opportunity to say no. When I can't say no, I find that as I long to walk in obedience, God will just say no to me. And when those happen in your life, if you're a leader and you've been longing to do something and you get a no, and maybe you're like me and you're not strong enough to say no. And so God in his grace sometimes shuts a door uh to give us a break and to give us longevity in our leadership so uh again let's look at life from the perspective of god the father and christ and his mission for our life uh if you're on the verge of burnout maybe you are burnt out today Uh, maybe you're at your wit's end um so you know so much anxiety and depression flows out of burnout if that's you and you need help can you please email me lena at livingwithpower.org There are so many things we can help you with. We'd love to get resources into your hands that will help you, strengthen you, maybe even help you get away. You know, honestly, I would love to help you get away if we could. Uh, to find a place where you can retreat and rebuild that margin and refocus on the things that matter. So I'd love to hear from you. Just tell me your situation and how we might be able to help. Hey, um, can you share this podcast with some of your friends if you found it useful? Just share it on your social media and uh, come back next week. Every week we'll talk about leadership until the series is done and then we'll move on to other things. If you've got ideas, suggestions, feedback, anything like that, uh, just shoot us an email, lena at livingwithpower.org or check out livingwithpower.org. Plenty of free resources for you or check out SheGivesHope.com buy a t-shirt, a book or a mug and you'll be supporting lives of Syrian refugees in the Middle East. We would love for you to partner with us in this work and we wish you an awesome day May God's hope fill you as you continue to lead in your places of work and, and vocation. See you again next week.